This is Project Meraki. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Safira. I'm your host, and I'm from Electus Films. So, what is Electus Films? It is a multimedia video production company designed to celebrate the human form, movement, and capture the essence of living through films, music, and stills that tell real human stories. You must be wondering, what does Meraki means? Meraki is the concept of people putting a little piece of themselves into their work, and this project is dedicated to talking to friends and mentors. I believe do this in their lives. If you will like the transcript of this podcast, you can find them on our website, and that is electusfilms.co forward slash project dash meraki forward slash at e l e c t u s f i l m s dot c o. With me today, I have Jan Damgad Sorensen, a leader in a corporate world for a blue chip company, and we've met each other through martial arts and have similar interests in parkour. So we're going to talk about his life and how he has become the corporate Zen monk. So can you tell us a bit yeah. of your journey in becoming corporate Zen monk? Absolutely. So um, I I moved as an expat to Asia and to Singapore specifically in 2012, and I was just fascinated about everything in asia the culture the sports the uh, the food um, and the way of lifestyle mindfulness and so on uh, and i decided to to dig deeper into specifically zen mm-hmm. so i started studying a lot uh, around the books around zen and so forth and then i liked the idea that i'm in a corporate career i, I work uh, in a blue chip company and uh, that's very corporate and then uh, sort of my 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 life on the side is a little bit like a Zen monk. I try to do things that balance the other. My my job is all about finance, economy, mm-hmm. and yeah. and leadership and stuff like that. And then on the side, I do martial arts and I, I study Zen and I I meditate and I do other things. Uh, I teach children and so on. So then that's how it came up with the corporate Zen monk. So it's been. Long time in the making, mm-hmm. in a way, because it went all the way back from when I, to actually back to 2010 when I did an MBA, where I started meditating and so on. Uh, but then it really changed it when I when I moved to to Asia in 2012. And then since then, yeah, it's it's gradually as I as I you know I trained more and more in martial arts and 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 became a formal Zen student. I spent more and more time on 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 these things in my spare time. So that considered like it was a shift in lifestyle, right? That did that like shift your perspective in life to let you where you are right now like any one major event or manifestation over time um yeah yes and no i i think my my change or my transformation in terms of thinking about health and thinking thinking about spirituality and things like that happened slowly as i studied more books i met uh, different uh, teachers both on the martial arts side i met some very inspirational people at kali maya pahit here in singapore uh, that that helped me on my journey, and I met uh, Zen teachers that has helped me on my spiritual journey. So that's been progressive over time. But then I had in 2015, uh, out of nowhere, I was uh, I was diagnosed with cancer, uh, throat cancer, and and for at least for about six days, I thought that I would have one or two years left to live, mm-hmm. and that changes my perspective mainly on time and what time actually means for us as as, as people. Uh, how we spend our time, how we balance life. Um, so I think I was on a journey already. And then that happened in 2015 and really 
rock my boat uh, and and change the way I was thinking. So so it's it's both. It was both a progressive journey and then a sudden event that really made it even more uh, significant. You can say. So it's like after the incident, is there any particular <clears throat> sayings or ideologies you live by? Like how often and what situations do you remind yourself of these ideologies that you hold by? So one thing that I take very much to heart is the idea that I don't mm. think that people stay the same. I think that either people improve in an area or they get worse. So yeah. a lot of people, including myself, used to think like that. It's like, let, let's not do sports right now because... I'm okay, but I don't really have the time. And then the idea is that I stay at the same level. I stay at the same physical level. And a guy like me in my early 40s, if I don't do sports, every day I get worse. I, I get in a worse physical condition. I get less healthy and so on. And the same with diets. If people say, look, I will, I will start my diet after New Year or something like that. And until then, it will be the same. But it will not. Every day you get more and more unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So either you're on an upwards trend that you're improving yourself or you're actually on a downwards trend. There's nothing in the middle where it will be the same tomorrow. No, everything changes. So this is very important to me. So I know that I need to improve in my sports or in my family life, in my balance, at work or whatever it is. And when I spend too much time, let's say at work, I want to balance that. Like if I've been business traveling a lot, I want to balance that with my family. Or I want to balance that egoistically or selfishly a little bit on, on my sports or my hobbies. Because I know that if I've neglected that for a while, it's actually going down. It's not staying the same. So that's one thing that I spend a lot of, uh, I mean, I really use as a, an ideology, you can say. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I believe very strongly in is that it's very important to have to to uh, meet and spend time with people that are very different from you. I think it's important to meet people from different cultures, from different age groups, from different uh, you know, careers and work, walk of life, um, because that's how you learn a lot about yourself and you learn about others. Yeah. The, the fun thing is that actually you find out how equal and how, how similar we all are in many ways. Um, but at the same time, you also find out what it is that maybe you are missing in your balance. Like I... I'm obviously a corporate person working a corporate job and has a finance position. So I, I, I speak about money every day at work. So it's very helpful for me to go and meet spiritual people and train with people at, let's say, martial arts or parkour or whatever it is I do uh, to, to stay healthy, to, 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 to keep young, uh, both at heart and in the body. And I really feel that that helps. And when I meet people like you, uh, we, are, we are obviously, you know, I'm almost twice your age. But I feel like you, we spend time together, we have fun uh, training parkour, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about your business and I can give you advice on that and you can give me advice on something and we all learn something from it and we all have fun. Yeah. And I think it's an amazing way of, of, of spending time with each other and we, we, we learn from that and we grow from that. So I figured like, you know, because your job requires you to travel a lot, like during your travels, was there any major experiences that really changed your outlook on life? From my traveling, I, I think it's been more. It's been more the the, the training in Sen. It's been more the training in in, uh, in martial arts. I, I have to say that I really, really went for for the traveling part. I really have had some extremely, um, let's say, awakening is probably too much, but fascinating trips to to to, to Japan a lot. Uh, I think I've been there eleven or twelve times, and and at least four or five of the times I was in Kyoto. Um, and that's been an amazingly uh, spiritual experience for me. And the same also going to Cambodia in, uh, to uh, Siem Reap and seeing the, um, 
the the temple ruins in in uh, in uh, in Siem Reap. It's it's just amazing. Angkor Wat and and uh, uh, Bayon temples is is an amazing experience. So these places have have for sure affected me, but I wouldn't say that there was one incident where it really changes everything. But I I I do believe that by traveling mm-hmm. you get a lot more flavor to your life. If you yeah, yeah. if if people stay in the same place for 10 years, I I think they're missing out on life. I I really think so. So it's like because I also saw that you started this Facebook page called Trying Something New, right? Would you mind sharing with us a bit like what it's all about and why you started it in the beginning? Yeah, so uh, while I was lying here in Singapore in um, in my sick bed in the hospital bed mm-hmm. after my surgery, I had like I did a according to the doctor a record recovery of only four or five days, and then I actually went skiing after the cancer surgery. But um, I was lying there and I was thinking like, how should I use this? experience to change the way I live and I made some some ideas of what I wanted to change and one of the things was that I wanted to uh, learn new skills I wanted to try something new I wanted to visit new places because I I think I I was starting to do that a little bit but I I wanted to do it even more and then to make to put a little bit pressure on myself I sort of made it uh, public or or saying to to my friends and on Facebook that I would do 104 things in one year so two things every week that was significant new things, right? So I, I took up kite surfing, real surfing. I learned to juggle. I, I cut a stone in, in half with a karate chop, and I, I did. I trained for three four months, and then I went in the ring and did a boxing fight in front of four hundred spectators yeah. and things like that. So mm-hmm. quite significant things that I had to do, and in all, I, I managed to do the hundred and four, and and then it sort of after that. It became, I, I made a blog on Facebook and, and then I keep doing it now. I don't do 104 every year now. And now I do maybe 30 a year because it's, it takes some energy and, and, yeah, and yeah. it's fun, Definitely. but it, yeah. you, you cannot do it all the time. But I, I think it, it puts a lot of flavor to my life and I think I learn a lot from it. I meet interesting people. I challenge myself to find something new to try uh, as much as, as possible. And, and I really like that. And, and the reason why I stuck with it is that I have had so many uh, private messages from people saying like you are really inspirational and and you know by by you doing this I want to try free diving or I want to I want to try boxing now I want to get in shape and I'm same age as you I'm in the 40s and, and mm-hmm. it looks like I can also do this or whatever it may be and I think that's great I mean that's what I'm not there I'm not showing the 104 to show off anything I'm just uh, I think it's great to to inspire people to do Definitely something similarly they don't need to do 104 yeah. things a year but they can do <laughs> if they do once a month or whatever then I think it's great it will help their I think mm-hmm. it will make their life more interesting so like Okay, I'm going to just go a bit deeper and uh, you already mentioned about this, but how do you find a balance between your family, your career and spirituality? Because I can tell that your career requires you to travel a lot, like I mentioned before, but how do you make sure that you don't neglect the other two? Yeah, so I think I think that is difficult. I think for anyone it's it's difficult if you have a, a real corporate career and you're you're trying to advance um, the career ladder. I think you need to spend some time on work and, and I have done that for many years. I still do it. But I think it, you, you, there's many ways to do it. I see people traveling anytime that sort of like there is a request for travel as an example for work. Um, and then people leaving, you know, Saturday night or something like that. I really try to strive now um, to, to travel so there's a minimum interference with my family. And then let's say every second or third time I travel, I really try to like this time I'm in Singapore for a weekend 
just before and and I pay myself the everything here while I'm here and then I I spend it on 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 private sports and and meeting friends and doing parkour and martial arts and stuff like that. So that gives me some of the spiritual and some of the the health part as well as the work part which will then be the next two days for mm-hmm. for me. Um and then in my day-to-day life I've I took a decision some years ago to say okay I I worked really hard for many years um and now I I still work hard but I I really want to try to get home and 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 always have let's say dinner with my 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 uh, my family when I'm when I'm at at uh, at home right so uh, when I'm not traveling um so I I try to make some rules that are pretty simple and and pretty easy to hold and then I stick to them right like literally I will book it in my calendar so people cannot book me for meetings there mm, so yeah. I'm not available basically mm-hmm. and things like that so it's it's more if you if you push it through in your life I think you can you can do these things but I would still say having a perfect balance is hard work and I I I have not learned it myself but I'm getting much much better than I was let's say 10 years ago. Yes, definitely. So like, why do you think finding balance is important to a lot of people nowadays because <clears throat> like you know do you have many opportunities where you actually have to say like no you know I really can't do it and no, I I won't do this you know like why do you think it's important? No but I think having balance in life is what makes you joyful and and happy and I think it is a much bigger chance that you won't have regrets when you get older if you have had balance in life. I think the the you know the history is filled with with people who have either become amazing sport athletes or rock stars or CEOs of big companies but they you know they ended up divorced and unhappy and maybe with a lot of money or or whatever but they didn't have the balance to to see that there's a mental part of it there's a spiritual part of it there's a health part of life as well and 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 those things are really really important so if you neglect that part um and you just focus on your sport or you just focus on your career um uh, you won't you won't have joy in your life and i think you will end up with some regrets so i think it's very natural uh, as we progress as, a, as as humans that we see now more than let's say our parents did because we have an opportunity we have we have a possibility to have balance more than you could let's say 20 30 40 years ago um and i would advise anyone if you can have balance in your life you can find it's so popular to say you know you should have a passion for what you do and i agree with that but you could also have a period in life where you work for 5 years and maybe it's not the most biggest passion that you have but you make good money and then at the same time you spend your free time with all your the stuff that you're passionate about your sports or your hobbies mm. or or the friends that you want to spend time with so it's like have you ever actually met anyone who's also carries the same set of views and values in the corporate world so far like many people would argue that it's a clash of lifestyles but what's your take on that in my earlier years um uh, working in the corporate world i didn't see so many people that are living like i do today but i think um now it's getting more and more popular to you know like you have women and men doing yoga uh, you know several times a, mo- a week and you have you have um, you know people doing uh, extreme sports ironman and training for ironman and stuff like that and i think it's very similar to 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 my way of thinking i just do it in martial arts and i, I study zen and 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 buddhism and so on but they they find the spiritual parts let's say in yoga or by doing you know long solitude sports like an ironman or something it takes extreme mental spirit 
mental and physical uh, endurance to to do something like that. So I think I see a lot more people like that. And I also think in order to to get to the top, even today, it, it it's you know before the financial crisis, you could be uh, you know playing golf and and, and drinking uh, every night and, and and being the the big boss. I I don't think you can do that anymore. It's not it, that's not how the the business world works anymore. You need to be in good shape. You need to to uh, be aware of both of yourself and and your teams, etc. So. Yeah, I see a lot more people thinking in 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 this uh, this way uh, now in the corporate world. So, given you know, that being said, like, what are the some things you do to help you get over obstacles in your life? Like, do you train, do meditation, or anything to help you overcome mental barriers, especially? Yeah, so I I, I meditate every morning. Uh, I mean, sometimes uh, I might skip uh, for whatever reason, but I try to to meditate at least fifteen minutes every morning, and it's very dear to me. And it's really changed my thought process and the way that my my mind fills up with 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 thoughts and 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 the self talk. We all have a voice in our head who's sort of warning us about something or, or, or you know, sometimes being negative or saying what could go wrong and things like that. And that, that voice has totally changed after I started meditating. Uh, it goes like six months or something like that and then it disappears or it actually becomes more of an encouraging voice in, in, in your head. Um, so that's been a big part of it. I think, uh, you know, eating properly, uh, getting enough sleep and, 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 and doing physical training, one, it, whatever it may be. Uh, for me, it's been martial arts, but it can be uh, most, most sports as well. It makes your body, you know, being able to work at peak, uh, you know, peak performance levels. And uh, when, when you do uh, meet stressful situations or um, obstacles, I think you're much more ready to, to, um, to counter them and, and do something about it. So I think that's the best way uh, to do it. And then one way, if it if I'm really in a situation where things are you know really bad or I think that this could go really wrong, I, I usually sit down, control my breath, and then think about what is the worst thing that can happen. I mean, can I survive if this goes in the worst direction yeah. mm-hmm. ever, right? And if I after that, you know, maybe this will make me look bad. Maybe it will make me look. Uh, you know, not the way I want to, or maybe I, people will see me as a loser if this happens or whatever. And then I think about, could I live with that afterwards? And if I think, and in most cases, that's the case, you think like, okay, that will be a bad situation, mm-hmm. but it's not worse than that. Then actually you can just move through it and you don't even think about it afterwards. Of course, if you're doing a sport and you know that if you step to the right, you will fall 20 meters and you will <laughs> die, then you have yeah. to think a little bit different about it. And then that, that takes even more mental stress and, and you need to be even more, ready for that because i think most people they tend to they worry so much about what other people think yes and i think that's a bigger like there's the biggest mental barriers on top of that because it just doesn't work you know people no but that's back to the voice in the head we all have that and Mm -hmm. and i think it doesn't disappear if you meditate but it you you control it in a different way and you're not worried in the same way but i also have to say that you know from being without sounding like a very old man but i mean as a teenager <laughs> or in your early 20s you're more aware of this you're it's just that part of your life where you really are thinking about what does other people especially maybe the opposite sex are thinking about you um and that's important to you and that's with life experience that's changes a bit but i have to say that if you if you don't get mentally strong or if you don't get spiritually and figuring out that there are more things to life than the material side of things and like whether or not you are, you know, you're attractive uh, at a certain point in time or whatever, 
then then I think you will never really get over it. Then you can keep it, you know, way yeah. into your <laughs> retirement age, right? <laughs> but uh, it is something that that you can work with and that you can change. So you mentioned, okay, on top of that, you know, you you do meditations in the morning and stuff like. That. I want to, you know, I want to know a bit, like, what does an average day look like for you? And you like, okay, like you said, morning routines. You do meditation, like night routines, maybe daily eating and training habits, mindfulness, or like reading and learning. What what is your average day look like? Yeah. So. I don't really because I travel quite a bit and I do different trainings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I don't. It's hard to, for me to describe an average day, I guess. But I mean, something would be like trying to get quite early up in the morning. I'm I'm a relatively morning person. I used to while I was here in Singapore. I felt felt it was easier uh, to get really early. So sometimes I got up around five um, and spent the first few hours before I went to to work, uh, both meditating, training, uh, and also writing. A, let's say uh, I I still do that today. Uh, a journal which is not really a, a a full journal but I write down every day three things that I'm grateful for so like today would probably be one of the things will be uh, this podcast and it will be the time we spend together today doing uh, parkour and so so it doesn't become like every day it's about uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm grateful for my kids and, and 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 my family and things like that but it's actually about that day that I've been grateful for mm. Um, because then it becomes both a little bit of a journal, uh, but at the same time, it also reminds me of all the things we can actually be grateful for on an everyday Monday or Sunday, right? Um, so I do that every morning as well. Um, I always get a, a solid, healthy breakfast, um, and I always do that with, with uh, my family and, and, and my boys. Uh, I have two sons, um, and that's important to me. And then I go to work, and, and I started doing it in Singapore, taking the MRT here, and in where I live now, I take the bus. And uh, I actually have a company car, but I don't drive it. My wife drives it. So I like that, and it's, it makes me feel good that I use public transport as much as possible and then I have a full work day with you know with meetings uh, trying to spend time with my team as much as possible and and, and coach and 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 and, uh, and mentor them uh, and making sure that we are uh, you know uh, moving in the right direction and then I try to get out of the office uh, 5 30 uh, about that so I, I really really pushing myself to put that as a limit uh, sometimes I cannot if there's a meeting overrunning or something like that, but really trying to get out of the office because I think it's wasted time afterwards to just keep sitting there and doing work because in principle I can, my work never stops so I could work forever if I wanted to, but mm. uh, but that doesn't really work, right? So, um, and then 5.30ish, I, I take the bus home and I try to have dinner with the, with the family uh, unless they're doing sports. And then in the after uh, in in the evening, I would do uh, either kickboxing training or or kali training. So I, almost always some martial arts. Uh, of course, not every day during the week, but uh, three or four times a week. And then some days I also teach. Uh, so I teach up to six hours a week, uh, children and adults in in kali. Would there anything you said you know um, to really reach out to people and make people understand like, okay, if they really wanted to do something and they want to change something about their life. What is one thing you would actually, like, let's say, I wouldn't say like advice, but you would share with people that they, they can do and look forward to? Yeah, so I think back to my, the, you asked what kind of ideology or, or thinking that I, I felt was very important. I think this idea about that you don't stay the same is very important because I think people have this weird idea that they stay the same, but they don't. They, they get worse. So if they don't do anything, they actually get worse. Mm. So that if you have that, that starting point that you want to improve something in your life and you want to be on an upwards trend instead of a downwards trend, 
then the, the most important thing you can do is to do as little at a time. So whether I train parkour with your guy, you guys or I do uh, martial arts, I mean, you don't start as a white belt and start punching people in the face, right? I mean, that's yeah, just it yeah. doesn't work like that. So you, you, you take it easy and you do a little step at a time. You get in better physical shape. You, you start becoming more flexible and so on. And it's really about deciding first that you don't want to be on that downward in trend. You don't want to get worse tomorrow than you were today. Because mm. that's the fact. You are not as healthy tomorrow mm -hmm. as you are today if you don't start eating healthy and you don't start you know, using your body for something, right? So when you have that in your mind, then you start to do something and then you just take it easy because most people want to have, you know, they want to lose 10 kilos in a week and they want to get a black belt in a year. And yeah. it doesn't mm -hmm. work like that. Yep. And it just doesn't work, but that's also fine. I mean, that's when you start the sports, usually you will find people that are similar to you and you will like it and you'll have fun and maybe it becomes your passion, right? And then maybe it takes five or six years to get the black belt, but it's so worth it. That's martial arts. It could be something else, another sport, right? But uh, to to start where you are and then take one step at a time and make realistic goals, but just keep going. That would be my, you know, because I think this idea that we 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 totally overestimate what we can do in a month, yeah. but we totally underestimate what you can do in a year. Like if you if you we have people training martial arts after a year they're like extremely fit they're extreme they're completely mm -hmm. different people right and I started parkour almost in my forties and I'm not good at it but I'm so much better than I was a, a year or two ago and I don't even train it every week or something I just train it from times to times when I have the possibility but I take it I take it slow I don't do something crazy so I don't go and break my leg the first time mm -hmm. right. So that's how I think you can progress. Yes, I will never be the world champion, but I don't have to be. So the important thing is you start. Yeah, you get start. started and yeah. then make realistic mm -hmm. goals and keep going, right? But I think, again, what stops a lot of people from starting on Monday is that they have this idea that if they do nothing, they're still in the same shape. Yeah. But that's not true. And and people can really, that they if they really understood that, I think they would get started tomorrow. And you really feel that. I mean, I have a lot of my friends and colleagues that say like, yeah, I really feel now I'm in my 40s and, and you know, I really should get started with some sports, right? And what they feel is actually in their 30s, you know, their, their health or their, at least their fitness levels has gone down. Mm -hmm. Because every day it goes down as you get older. Yeah. But if you start training, you either keep it straight or even better, you if you train, let's say, two, three times a week, you actually improve your health yeah and we all see that we have plenty of people that we meet who are in their 50s and they jump around like they they look like teenagers right yeah and we know that and we think it's incredible but all the the difference between them and us is that they train four or five times a week right but maybe we don't need to do that maybe now I'm talking about myself maybe I don't need to train four or five times a week maybe two three times will be enough just to to have me a nice upward strength in my health and fitness level yeah, because at least you're you're moving to somewhere and you're yeah. not doing anything. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which really will make just, me a completely yeah, different exactly. person compared mm -hmm. to the person who doesn't do anything. Yeah, right. The ones who use Netflix and the sofa and pizza, right? I think something interesting was like with the question asking, do you know anyone in your field who's interested in the work-life balance thing? Originally, when we wrote that one, it was more asking whether you meet anyone in the corporate world who's interested in the Zen stuff. Like, do you find any spiritual people in the Zen no, world? No, very, very few. Yeah, yeah, there's very few. So, but I, when I saw that question, I really felt like I wanted to give a compliment to the people because again, you have probably you have like for every ten people at my age, 
you have two people or something who either do yoga and train for Ironman or marathon running or something like that. And then you have seven people that don't do anything, right? And I want to... I wanted to actually reach out and say, look, those two, three people, without saying exactly like that, they are doing the right thing. But then you have the seven other people who still think like, yeah, I can start on Monday or I can start next year. Or, yeah. you know, we, we, we go to Mexico next year and then I want to look good in a bikini. So then I start running in six months, right? But it's completely lunacy, right? I mean, why wait six months? And then you, yeah. you just, because you, you're still going down. I mean, you not, might not be going down like this, but every day you're getting more sick and well in principle it's almost like sickness right you get slowly sick what about people who they want to start but they're very fearful and they do not know how to identify you know what what they're scared of no. they just don't know where to start and then like they said oh maybe i could start doing this and then they just scared some people are scared of you know they need like ventilation some people need permission you know when you know you really don't clearly no. don't need one like what what would you like you know no for me when when i start when i wanted to start as a sport again uh, in my late, you know i was in my late 30s i i utilized the fact that today you can get a free lesson or a trial lesson or at least for 20 dollars or 10 euros or whatever um and tried a lot of different things to try to figure out you know should i do spinning should i go to the fitness center should i you know do uh, kayaking or should i do marathon running or whatever right and i just after testing a lot of different things, there was a few things I really liked, but, but the martial arts just hooked on me. And I think you just need to find... Some people like to do sports mm-hmm. where they're in a group and they need that group pressure. Other people like to be a little bit more individual and they're sort of like fight against themselves on, uh, yeah. and, and the flexibility that they can do at 5 o'clock in the morning by running in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Then, then, then you're more maybe you should train to run 10 kilometers first or 5 and then later 10 and then one day maybe you want to run a marathon if you're into running, right? Yeah. But I... I actually wanted to run a marathon for a while and, and I, I, I moved towards it and I went up to run 22 kilo or half a marathon. But then, you know, I, I didn't have the patience to, 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 to keep running in, at the right pace. So I ended up injuring myself. And, mm. and that it was sort of funny because it's ended up being more dangerous for me to, yeah. to, to <laughs> run marathon than do martial arts. Because, I mean, if you, you have to do it in the stages that is natural for your body, right? But you also have to find something that you like. I mean, I, I, I loved... Every four years of my time in Singapore, I loved working, walking from work and, and going for that lunch lesson, you know, three or four times a week uh, at Kali Mayapahit, right? And, and enjoying meeting friends and, and training together and pushing myself, taking a shower, go back to work again, right? It was an amazing way uh, to, to get fit and having fun and, and, and growing myself, right? So that worked for me, but for other people, maybe badminton is better or maybe uh, kite surfing is better right mm. if it has to be fun or or adrenaline or whatever right we're all different but if you don't do anything that's the problem right it doesn't matter i mean what it is you get started right so, yeah. because that's funny that you say that because like when we walk down through that corporate area you see people with a big pint of beer sitting yeah. on the table for lunch yeah and lunch, lunch for lunch, lunch. Yeah. yeah yeah and i, I, I mean there was a huge difference, right? I mean, like when I when I lived here, I mean, I was not expecting to be able to do this. It was such a uh, fantastic experience to f- to suddenly find out that I could train uh, Kali Kali. You know, uh, every lunch almost it was like three or four times a week there was training, right? So I did when I was I was not tra- uh, traveling in the rest of Asia. I went for those lunch trainings and sometimes I did on Saturdays, sometimes I did in the evenings. And later on, after I, I trained for three, four years, I started to, to uh, be the assistant teacher and stuff like that. And it was just amazing, right? It, it worked really well for me. 
right? But the fact that you you do something like that instead of because in Singapore it's it's the, you have this saying in the corporate world in Singapore it's like uh, work hard, play hard, right? So you you work till seven eight o'clock and then you go down and then you drink a couple of beers or whatever and then you go back to the family at nine o'clock in the evening, right? But I think that's the worst balance you can have, right? You work too long, you you know you put crap in your body and you stay away from your family right but it's yeah. it sounds good or some people think it sounds good like work hard play hard and, and i guess it does but i don't think it's a healthy lifestyle because you know what what i think about it's also your capabilities of understanding where or how you would approach things like okay i know that i can i know that my judgment okay okay today i'm gonna do this like yeah okay i'm gonna be good if i decide to pursue this habit or this hobby you know and some people they just have bad judgment onto what they can do with themselves because if you're not confident with what you're doing i think you just you just fail no, and that's true but then the the point is you gotta you i mean have you asked me uh, i always i always found martial arts fascinating but 10 years ago i was also like i'm probably not the kind of guy that want to get punched in the face yeah and now one of the things that i find most liberating is sparring i mean not heavy sparring with people just like crazy but like really good uh, sparring a couple of times a week it really uh, I really enjoy it and it, it really helps you get fit right and uh, but it has to come gradually again you don't start as a white belt doing something like that right you 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 train and then you can make yourself ready for the next level and again and again and I think it is about trying different sports and find out where where you hooked and, and most people have something that they always wanted to try then why not try it, right? I mean, like, go get a free trial in fencing or go try parkour or trampoline or mm. kite surfing or whatever it is. You might actually like it a lot, right? And, and then do it once or twice a week and get in shape and have fun, right? Because you don't need to start and be the best. But it's back to your comment about that people are worried about how do they look or, you know, like, yeah. what does other people think? And yes, when you come the first time, yes, you're not going to be the best. But, I mean, we have all... All instructors have tried. When you're an instructor, let's say again in martial arts, you know how it was to be a white belt. It's only what, four or five years ago, I was a white belt. I knew, know coming into the dojo, not knowing if I should bow or not, or where I should stand and what I should say. And we know that, everybody knows that, that the new person doesn't know much, but that's, so we'll take care of that person and train the person up. And after a week, nobody, nobody sees that as a new person anymore. But it's just being brave for a day or two and then yeah. afterwards you know you're gonna have a lot of fun it's like what you guys we were talking about you know being comfortable looking like an eater for, the yeah, for a few minutes right yeah. and then it, it, that's what it's and i think that's what life is about because nobody is naturally great at anything mm -hmm. right nobody so i think years ago there was a clash uh between let's say having a corporate career and then having a spiritual and healthy lifestyle on the side but I think what I see today after the financial crisis is that it's almost you almost need to have a healthy balance you need to have a healthy body you need to be able to to uh, to withstand you know a lot of business travel and a stressful work and things like that so today I don't necessarily think that there is this clash and you see a lot of leaders today actually spending you know uh, quality time with their family they to to re-energize themselves going on long vacations trying to detox from from you know from social media or or communication in general and uh, they spend time on on you know uh, staying fit uh, you have all these people doing iron man and marathon running and stuff like that right so i think it's less of a clash than let's say it was 10 years ago 
But does that mean that everybody does this? No, that's far from. And I think uh, if we if we talk into the real spiritual side of it, like where I started to move into to really becoming an, a, a Zen student and, and, and studying uh, Buddhism, that that's quite far apart. And I don't, I don't meet many of, of, of those kind of people that, that are so interested in that. Um, but I think uh, it, it, I don't see it anymore as a, as a class of lifestyles necessarily. I think actually that can be a... A, a really a perfect match to uh, to be a corporate leader and and, and yeah. doing uh, you know a, a having a healthy balanced uh, lifestyle yeah, yeah. Well. Mm. i think some people argue it's like if you want to be zen in a corporate world then you're not down to earth not true you're not like I, I i tend to agree with that but then at the same time and this is something that i i spend a lot of time with my zen teacher about is that you can be zen anywhere right i mean like it's like you you could so his point because i one of my questions was so like i have for many years worked really hard and now i i, I created a, a relatively you know uh affluent lifestyle and you know i could buy a sports car if i want to and maybe I actually will at some point again um and then i said like is that bad is that not sin and he said like that's nothing to do with it i mean buddha was was a prince and and he he decided to 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 move away from it but it's like so he made this um comparison he said like you have to see your world as a and it's funny because we sit here we could almost also record this but you have to see your life as a hotel room and some people they 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 live and grow up in a one star and some people live and 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 grow up in a five star but it's how you use that and how you if you get attached to it and because one day it will not be there anymore if nothing else the day you die you can't bring all this crap with us right so the the good you should try to simplify your life as much as you can but you should not feel bad about if you happen to have you know a 65 inch flat screen and, and and a ferrari in the in the garage it doesn't make you a less zen person but if you attach to it and you need that in order to identify mm. you as yan and if you don't drive your ferrari but you drive your taxi you feel bad because now you're not in your cool car then you have a problem because it, yan or tom is not who you drive it's we're just yan and tom right we're the same it doesn't matter right so the, and i think thinking like that about your life and because eventually, I mean, either you will find another thing to do or you will make a lot of money on your, 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 uh, you know, your, your film company. But hopefully it won't change really who you are because in, in reality it will not change. But maybe your ego inside your head will yeah. change, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the one we need to fight, right? Because I feel sometimes, you know, I, I, I hate this idea that if I drive my company car and it's a nice BMW, that, you know, oh, what a shit car, right? I mean... I mean I don't think like that, but if I get like just a little bit of that notion in my brain, I really tell myself like that is really that's the ego talking. That's not Yan talking, right? That's the ego that wants to. We all want, you know. Also, when we when when we tie the black belt, you know, Mm. we feel good about ourselves, right? But I mean, we're still white belts in our mind in many ways, right? We still need to learn. There's so much. I mean, when I train with Fred or Ben, I can still see I'm so far away from from still being the bitch. It's a beginner's Mm -hmm. mindset, right? And it's the same. Mm -hmm. It's like you, if you do it for the right reasons, if you if you drive a nice car to have fun and you enjoy it, that's fine. If you drive it because you want to be better than other people and you want to feel more important or something, that's bullshit and that's not definitely not Zen style, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but. What I, and this is directly from a Zen master, is like, 
it really doesn't matter if you live in a five-star hotel or if you live in a one-star. You can be just as much as Senmon for that, right? You don't need to renounce everything and say, like, you, you live on a dime and, and eat rice every morning and that's it, right? I mean, the, mm-hmm. that's not the only way to become um, awakened or being a bodhisattva, as we can call it, right? Actually, well, some of the stuff we're doing now is being a bodhisattva, right? It's like trying to inspire other people to be better people. That That's what the bodhisattva is all about, mm-hmm. all about right? It's to, to help other people try to see the light, right? Maybe there is another way to live, right? So for the corporate people out there, maybe there is another way to live. Yeah, definitely. If you would like to connect with Ian, you can head on to his Facebook page that is called Trying Something New. Once again, if you'd like to connect with me just to say hi, or if you have any questions, topics, or ideas you would like me to tackle on, you can drop me an email at c-r-e-a-t-o-r creator at electusfilms.co with a c-o. The podcast can be found on platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and as well as Spotify. On the next episode, we have Emily Diane Ibarra, a professional freerunner photographer in photography the extreme and how she has taken a life from there. Stay tuned.